Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining me right now inside the Whitefish Credit Union studios is the coach of the Flatted Brave Vets wrestling team, Amber Downing. Coach, it is great to chat with you, and I gotta say, state champion wrestling program, first state championship in the history of Montana girls wrestling. How does that sound? It, it sounds pretty good. It, it's quite an honor that these girls uh, have that chance to to be the first team on that banner hanging up in Flathead, as well as the first team in, in Montana's history. Nobody else can get to say that from here on out. Absolutely not. And it was close, and we'll talk about the, the intricacies of that state tournament. But first off, I have to ask, Coach, what was that feeling like for you and the coaching staff with Jeff Thompson, Coach Sullivan, and others, as well as the, as the wrestlers themselves, the Bravettes? What was that feeling like when you found out and you knew for sure, hey, we're, we're state champions? Me personally, I, I couldn't have been more proud. I was so excited. I, I wanted to run up to all of the girls and, and just give them a big hug and tell them, what a great job they had done all year and how it had had paid off for them as individuals as well as for the team. Uh, Obviously, the girls were super excited and jumping up and down and hugging one another, and they couldn't wait for the full announcement to be made to the entire gym. So I have to ask because I know how state tournaments can usually go. I was kind of all over the place. Uh, So did you have to corral all the girls when it was uh, finally time, or was everybody kind of in one place? The girls were pretty good. They all stayed together throughout the tournament. We had our, our place in the stands where they would go to find some rest or mm-hmm. food and water. Uh, and then they would follow, particularly into the semis and the finals, our team to the mat as close as they were allowed to be and cheer on one another as well as other friends that they were able to uh, foster relationships with throughout that tournament. And that that camaraderie was very heartwarming to see that that support come through and it's something that i think wrestling is pretty unique in bringing and the new component of having girls involved in it i think brings a lot more um, intense uh, support to it what was the celebration like after you guys left the gym and, and being on the bus on the ride home what was that celebration like well it took us about an hour after everything was said and done to even get out to the bus <laughs> The, the janitors were, were ready to go home as, as we were loading the bus. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Coach, uh, looking at the way this tournament was run, obviously at the Lockwood facility, which looks like a beautiful facility from the pictures I saw, but um, first off, just your thoughts on how the MHSA ran this first tournament. I don't think it could have run any smoother or effectively. They did a, a beautiful job. We were always ahead of schedule, so the girls had more than enough time on those breaks, uh, coaches didn't seem to be stressed about what was coming up next, mm-hmm. if they had enough time. Um, initially going into the tournament, I was a little nervous about mat space and, and the size of our team and being able to get our girls warmed up properly and not be overly crowded and risking injury from running into one another or even other girls from other teams. And they had calculated it all meticulously and there was more than enough space and time for every team to get in what they needed to get in between every session and um, to start sessions on time, even simultaneous starts on each of the mats for, for the, for the show aspect of the event, which made it exciting for our spectators that were able to be there as well as the girls that were up in the stands watching. Coach, now I know with the boys tournament, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they do uh, introduce every team. Every team takes a walk around the, the, the event or the arena that they're in, usually around the Metro. Did they do the same for the girls? No, there was not a parade of athletes, and that has nothing to do with 
a girls versus a boys event that has strictly to do with oh, trying to reduce exposure. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Um, with that being said, coach, uh, taking a look at the uh, brackets themselves here, um, which brackets had the most wrestlers, which brackets had the fewest? Uh, that 113, uh, 26, 32, 38, the, those mid weights were your largest brackets. So when we started that first session on Friday morning, it was, uh, everything 20, 126 pounds and under that started that morning. Mm-hmm. But even that very first round, they only ran 113 through 26 because 103 was not a full 32 man bracket. So it, it just kind of goes to show the different size. They had to get in an extra additional round for those other brackets before they could start everybody else. Well, and were there any 32, because I believe the base of those were 32 brackets. And so were there any, any weight classes that had more than that? Or was it all 32 brackets across each weight class, regardless of whether they were by or if there was a uh, 32 wrestlers? So if you, if you go beyond that 16 wrestler mark, you automatically bit, get bumped up into a 32 man bracket and mm-hmm. build in buys for the championship rounds and your consolation rounds. Uh, there were 16 man, eight man, uh, brackets out there and mm-hmm. he, uh, just because of the way that the numbers worked out uh, i believe even in your 285 we only had three wrestlers so it was a much smaller bracket as opposed to the brackets that had well over 16 wrestlers coach looking at it i, I know you guys have done a couple mixers already so you've had a chance to see some of those smaller schools um, but at the same time an all classification state tournament what did you think about the level of competition that um, you normally in the double A we don't get to really see because we don't see the, the teams wrestle smaller schools. Um, I, as far as the the level of competition, I thought that the the smaller schools definitely brought a, a high level of competition to the event. Mm-hmm. Some of those girls have been wrestling since they were were very young. Uh, a vast majority of them in the smaller schools wrestle against the boys day in day out. So it's just a little bit different experience for them than what our girls are experiencing wrestling only other girls wrestling even for the first time this year uh it's it's definitely kind of a night and day type scenario um i I thought it was great for our girls to have the opportunity to see those smaller classes obviously during your regular season it's a bit difficult to start preparing for those kind of matches just because we don't have the opportunity to even watch them unless we get on track or get on uh, nfhs to check their videos coach was there a wrestler outside of your program obviously you're focused on the brave vets that you have but was there a wrestler that that you took notice that impressed you uh from outside the program uh yeah there were a couple uh one that i've been well aware of for quite a few years she's been quite involved in Montana wrestling was Mariah Wall, who also walked away with the the quick pin or outstanding wrestler award for the event. Uh, she wrestled less than two minutes for the entire tournament. Wow. Yep. That's impressive. And what, <laughs> and what school did she go to? Cut Bank. Cut Bank. Okay. Uh, another wrestler was out of Billings Skyview, Cassidy Savara. Uh, we've been watching her throughout the season. She's been on Skyview's boys varsity lineup there at 205 and seeing some great success. So it was uh, neat to get to watch her during her matches and just her skill set and the advanced strength that she has in there. Coach, going back to Saturday afternoon, are you a coach that watches the, the, the team tracking scores and all that? Because I'm sure it was close between you and Senior for a little bit there. So were you keeping an eye? Were you, were you watching the team scores, or were you just like, all right, we're gonna we'll, we'll just see what happens. Let's let's worry about what we can control. We'll let the chips fall where they may. 
Well, first and foremost, I, I worry about what I can control with my girls and focusing on making sure that they're out and ready for their next match and doing their proper cool down recovery and that kind of mental build up piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the other three coaches and our coaches that were back at home kept me pretty well informed <laughs> uh, of how the all the different variables of things and, and how we would plan out for team scores. So I didn't have to do much calculating myself had I had a chance to. <laughs> Fair enough. My feature guest joining us inside the Whitefish Credit Union Studios is the head coach of the Brave at State Champion Wrestling Team, Amber Downing. We'll talk about her wrestlers that place at the state tournament next here on the Knock On Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're talking state wrestling. We're talking the Flatted Bravettes winning the first state championship ever in girls wrestling in Montana. We're chatting with head coach uh, Amber Downing from Bravettes Wrestling. And, Coach, you had multiple placers here. Uh, let's start with talking about some of those individual wrestlers. Uh, Aliyah Derlatka, uh, she took second. She was the highest placer. She was uh, the only Bravette to wrestle in a state championship match. What did you think about her tournament? I, I think Aliyah had a very impressive tournament. Uh, all of her previous matches, she had won by fall, uh, typically in that, that first period range. And she even had um, Lily Schultz, the girl that ultimately defeated her in the championship, on her back in that first period of that final match. Looking, then looking at Alyssa Pohatton, who took third, what do you think about her tournament? Uh, I, Alyssa had a very successful tournament as well. We, we knew that that semifinals match was, was going to be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you do everything you can to prepare, and sometimes it goes in your favor and sometimes it doesn't. Alyssa's got a ton of experience and, and wrestled well in that match um, against another very technical, experienced wrestler. Coach, how did you handle uh, these athletes in terms of that mental aspect? Because wrestling in those moments, um, like when you're looking at it, is it so much, okay, just go out and do what you know how to do best? Or is there a strategy when you look at, okay, this wrestler, this is where they're weak at, here's how you attack them. How did that work when you're looking at that stage? It it kind of varied from wrestler to wrestler. Some of them are advanced enough where you can talk about their opponent and, and analyzing their strengths and weaknesses and how they compare to your wrestler that's going to face off against them. Some of them um, are, are not quite there yet, mm-hmm. whether it be on that physical side of understanding the technique and applying it and, or even their, their mental approach to each and every match. Mm-hmm. And whether it's boys or girls, you have to kind of take that into consideration. You know, um, one of my own children, I, we don't talk about a strategy. We just let him focus and kind of get his mind straight for that. And some of these girls are the same way. And some of them, they, they study their opponents in the matches prior to, and they definitely make a go- game plan, and, and that's something that we work with those wrestlers on prior to walking out. My main thing is making sure that they're warmed up, that they're they're clear w- with what their goal is mm-hmm. and how to accomplish it, and that they go out there confident. Talking about uh, Hanaya Halverson, who you had a couple of conversations with as well, always fun to chat with Hanaya. Uh, she took fourth place. What do you think of her tournament? I think Hanaya had a great tournament. Um, you know, I, obviously, it wasn't where Hanaya wanted to be, and sometimes that that's always hard to to walk away from. 
but she, she's a junior. She's got a lot of opportunities still ahead of her training in this postseason, competing in this postseason, and and now we know exactly where we need to adjust our training and how, as coaches, we can better meet her needs. Looking at uh, Trinity Bolivian, I believe I hope I say her name right, uh, but looking at Trinity, what did you think of her tournament? It, Trinity had a fantastic tournament. Uh, she came from behind in her very first match to pin her opponent, who was actually from Billings Senior. Had that match gone differently, that could have really been something that impacted that final score. Obviously, it being a first-round match, mm-hmm. things still could have continued to play out in our favor, but who knows. Uh, she then faced off against one of her our own teammates and then continued on her winning streak to score. Trinity's been a joy to work with in practice. She's super uh, focused on accomplishing what the task at hand is, whether it's a live match or a specific technique and applying that perfectly and and that's something that coaches can appreciate uh, she's also very physically strong as she and aggressive in each match and coach uh, looking at boston howell how did you feel about her tournament you know boston gave it her all we were really proud of of how she went out there and continued to find success there there were a few points where she definitely kind of looked to us and <laughs> was wondering what what she needed to be doing uh but looking at where Boston was the first day that she stepped foot on our mat and where she is today. I'm very proud of all that she's accomplished and, and her determination to, to keep going. She fought some early injuries in the season and uh, decided right after that, that this is what she wanted to do. And she wasn't going to give up on, on that goal and coming away from the state tournament with a, a placement as a freshman is really big for her. Coach, looking at Lucille Libby, she took sixth as well. What do you think about her tournament? Again, I these girls have really trained hard, so I uh, I, I feel like a, a bit of a broken record, but <laughs> I am so darn proud of these guys. She was always kind of jostled around with partners to make sure that we met her needs from having to work in with some of the boys to push her harder or coaches, mm-hmm. and then working in with Boston and Aaliyah for some of that faster technique uh at one point in the tournament coach thompson looked over at me and asked me why my 205 pounder was shooting doubles but she was shooting doubles and blasting through these girls so it's not the typical technique that you see 205 pounders applying in a match but lucy does it very well uh she is a light 205 pounder and that's where we have to be cautious about having her shooting shooting those doubles uh so it's kind of a, a bit of a learning process, particularly with some of the mm-hmm. lesser experience. And it's not always about the experience in the training. It's about the experience in the competition. So you can train day in, day out, and, and still not feel like you're right there in the competition because you just haven't had that that pressure and the variance that are offered in, in those matches. Right now, we are with Coach Amber Downing from the Brave Vets Stink Champion Wrestling Team. Uh, Coach, I know we've talked about several girls here that placed, but who's another wrestler um, or a couple wrestlers that you feel like had a, a strong tournament, uh, maybe that didn't place, but uh, there are some really good things that you took away for their tournament and, and that could be really good uh, in the future? A couple girls in our midweights, Bella Ariaga and Emma Gambino. Bella has trained really hard preseason and, and throughout that season, and I think uh, a, a bit of anxiety around the tournament could have played into things and, and just not having that competition mm-hmm. experience for her. Uh, and, and Emma coming in and pushing through some 
some different struggles throughout the tournament from uh, some anxiety as well as just uh, physical stressors. I think that as they continue to train, these girls can come in and, and wrestle well next season. I also have uh, another girl, Lexi Sislo, who broke her arm earlier in the season, who has been back in the training room and even doing two practices a night still with her cast on, who has a lot of uh, potential to uh, to improve on that technique for next season. Coach, uh, looking at it here, obviously this is the first state tournament, the first season of girls wrestling. I really think this is going to continue. I know this is in a trial period right now, but at the same time, I think this. I don't see how this is not going to continue. So let me get your thoughts on this as obviously now they continue to grow the sport. The coverage that I thought the state tournament got was fantastic. Um, obviously, Flathead here and the, the tradition and the amount of girls wrestlers we've already seen. How much do you think all of this and, and this getting out, how much do you think this helps recruit, get more girls? And do you think you'll see the numbers even increase more uh, next season? Absolutely. I think uh, in, the, in the Flathead Valley, you're going to continue to see numbers grow in all of the teams. I, I would hope that we'd also see girls coming in into, you know, your Whitefish, Columbia Falls, Big Fork schools and getting those opportunities as well as growing the numbers at, at Flathead and, and Glacier. Uh, my goal as a coach would be to see those numbers grow statewide mm-hmm. and, and have a, a girls tournament that could rival the boys. Coach, my final question for you with this is you guys had the walk of champions this morning. So I got to ask, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just tons of fun. This group is, is so energetic and, and, humorous and really positive and supportive of each other. And the administration and the student body at Flathead have been outstanding. Mm -hmm. They are the reason why our our program has seen so much success. They ensured us that these girls would would be supported as they were encouraged to come out and give this sport a try. And we saw that today in the hallway with everybody cheering them on and congratulating them. And it... It was just a very warm experience for me to see. Coach, I know I said that was my final question, but this will be it. Uh, <laughs> if girls still want to, hey, this really interests me. Now I want to try and get involved. I know if the season's over with, but is there a way to still do some wrestling or do they have to wait until next season potentially? They absolutely do not have to wait. And that is a, a conversation I've been already having with Coach Thompson. Uh, we have a youth club that runs year round mm-hmm. or 11 months out of the year. And a lot of our high school kids, even though they're often multi-sport athletes, they'll they'll go to track practice and then still pop in for a short wrestling practice. And so there are still lots of opportunities for these girls to come out and give wrestling a try, and, and really a try where there's no pressure. If you're trying in that preseason time frame or even postseason, you get a lot of those basics in, and that way you're not feeling like you're walking into that first day of that high school season starting not having any idea of what we're even saying to you when we ask you to get in your stance and do a double leg. How do they get invo- How do they get involved or how do they reach you to, to figure out when they need to get in? We're still working on all of those avenues. Okay. I, I, I would say that they could reach out to their, their school principal or, okay. or AD, Bryce Wilson, or Coach Thompson, and we'll work on getting their contact information to make sure that they get schedules of what opportunities that they have to wrestle at, at Flathead. Um, and then wrestlers that are, are not a part of Flathead as far as younger age groups. There is a middle school program that will be starting, I believe, March 8th, the Monday after the high school season ends at Kalispell Middle School. And so they would want to talk to 
their athletic director there okay. to sign up um, and then look up um, the the feeder programs for the schools to see about training in the postseason. Ours, obviously, is your Flathead Valley Wrestling Club. There's also other opportunities. My featured guest joining us inside the Whitefish Credit Union Studios, head coach of the Flathead Brave Vet State Champion Wrestling Team, Amber Downing. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. And again, congratulations. Thank you so much.